Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of pink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, Knight, Jay, Novahedonist, Tempest, Brianna Lynn, Nora Borealis, Fabe, Embers, Mama D, Daddy J, William P, Lady, Claire, Zaitam, and Savage Heart. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers, both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Little Zone. Episode 14 is all about CGL. This is a really important topic because this is one that's very near and dear to our hearts. And there's so much misconceptions about this particular dynamic. And we wanted to give you an inside look of what it really is all about and why we both love it. Rara has been in a CGL dynamic before. I am currently in one. In fact, I would like to introduce you as our special guest, our first special guest, to Daddy J. Hello there. (laughs) As long as Daddy J is here, can we take a quick minute and offer our thanks and gratitude to Daddy J, who very sweetly donated new headphones for us to use during this podcast. This is just one way that my daddy spoils me. This man has supported me through everything. When I first started wanting to expand my role as a dominant in Electro, and I wanted to start offering private sessions, when I wanted to start offering lessons, he jumped on it, wholeheartedly supported it, still supports it. Now he's supporting this podcast, both me and Rara, by getting us these amazing headphones, spoiling both princesses. So thank you. Thank you, Daddy J. We love you. I do this because I love you guys. Back to our topic. We both identify in the LG category, Dara as a little and myself as a middle. And by the way, because Daddy is sitting here, There's a very good chance I'm going to slip into little mode for pretty much the rest of the episode. Took us a long time to even get this episode started because of how little Dara has become. That's okay, princess. Yeah, see, I have permission. Oh, God, here we go. All right, so let's first start with exactly what CGL is. CGL is the generic term for any caregiver or little relationship. You might also hear the terms DDLG for Daddy Dom Little Girl, MDLG, which is Mommy Dom Little Girl, 
MDLB for Mommy Dom, Little Boy. DDLB, Daddy Dom, Little Boy. TDLB, Trans Daddy, Little Boy. Stop it. <laughs> he's he's going to get you in trouble <laughs> doing stuff. <laughs> Pay attention, princess. I am paying attention. Um, I don't know where we are. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> TDLG, Trans Daddy Little Girl. TMLG, Trans Mommy Little Girl. TMLB, Trans Mommy Little Boy. Middle. And ABDL, which is Adult Baby Diaper Lover. Do you see why we just stick all of this under CGL? So much easier. Not as many letters. It's like alphabet soup in here. Now, CGL at its core is called kinky age play role play between two consenting adults. Or more. You don't have to have just two. You could have CCG or CGCGL. You could have CGL, what, in a whole bunch of other ones? (laughs) (laughs) Point is, it doesn't just have to be two. Now, there is a little bit of disagreement, if you will, in lifestyles of BDSM and CGL, because the term age play, pretending to be little, most of us who identify as littles, or in my case, middles, don't view it as age play. I'm not playing at this. This is just a side of my personality. This is part of who I am. And for me too. A lot of times we do talk about that side of ourselves in the third person. My middle, blah, blah, blah. My little does this. We're talking about my little side. It's the side of our personality that comes out and plays and shows up. It's not a separate personality. It's just part of us that gets enunciated. Right. And we'll talk about a lot of this throughout this episode. And you probably will hear Dara slip into, as she calls it, her little voice. I do it all the time. I don't have a particular middle voice. I probably just get a little more sarcastic. A little? Okay, a lot more sarcastic. Okay, yeah. My little voice apparently has a speech impediment. Oh, really? You haven't heard it? I have heard it. It's like this is a speech impediment. Let's hear a couple examples, dear. Where does a uh, clownfish live? The ocean. More specifically, where does it sleep at night in the ocean? Anemone. Little speak. <laughs> hey, wait. How long did it take you to learn how to translate all of this shit? <laughs> Who said I learned it? I'm still, I'm still <laughs> learning now. <laughs> Now, as human beings, we tend to have two very basic instincts that we want to fulfill, that to be cared for and to care for others. And we all sit on the scale somewhere between those two ends. And finding somebody who is just the opposite of you is perfect. And that's where the relationship comes together so well. Those of us who are participating in CGL, we just tend to fall more on the extremes of those instincts. Although CGL is its own type of fetish and role play, it does involve a lot of elements that are found in other scenarios. So for example, age play, biggest part of it. This involves participants role playing characters who are younger or even older than their real age. So you could have a caregiver who wants to play in the role of, say, an older gentleman, like in his 60s or 70s, pampering the little girl. Right. You could have a woman who wants to be like a grandma, a nanny who takes care of all the little babies. Let's say the caregiver is the younger one by a good 20 years. Role reversing that or reversing that in general would be a form of age play. Exactly. Another one is power exchanges. 
one person in the relationship takes on much more responsibility and control over the other. Right. You still can have domination and submission, even if one partner is in the caregiver and the other partner is in the little role. There's punishments, which can be administered by the dominant if the submissive doesn't follow rules. For example, I get punishments for certain things. Can you give me an example, maybe? What, what's one thing that really pisses you off that I do that I get punished for? There was one instance where I asked Dara to go in and clean up her stuffies off of the floor. About 10, 15 minutes later, when I go up to check to see if they were actually put away, I find them still on the floor. Uh-oh. So at that point, I asked her to come see me in my office. I was holding the scorpion in my hand, and I told her to get down on her knees. Wait, 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 wait. It was not a live scorpion. I'm just going to put that out there. It was encased in epoxy, but it still looked very scary to her. Yes. So I held it in my hand and I said, I want you to kiss this now as punishment. And if you do it again, we're going to be right back here. Did it work? It's a work in progress. <laughs> my stuffies are no longer on the floor. Okay, okay. That's what I figured. Okay. Well, technically they're on the floor. They're just stacked. Ah. They don't really have a shelf for them. So neatly on the floor. They're Yes. That's mean. You you put your poor baby stuffies on the floor where they can get dirty? They're not dirty. Mine are on the shelf where I take good care of them, except for the special few that have the special privilege of sleeping in my bed with me. They they don't get that. They don't get to sleep in the bed with me. I will say that. Maybe you should get some tips from your uh, middle friend here. Maybe you should build me a shelf to put my stuffies on. And there they go. Okay. I'm going to change the subject now before they break out into a fight and then have makeup sex. And I don't need to see that. Okay. Why not? We're very good at it. Oh, well, now you're going to have to prove it. <laughs> Bonus episode. <laughs> Within the CGL world, you might find a lot of costumes and special outfits. You'll see a lot of the schoolgirl or the schoolboy outfits. You'll see a lot of a lot of plaid skirts, short plaid skirts or plaid pants. I don't think there's plaid pants. It's like khaki pants and a tie kind of thing, button-down shirt. Wouldn't that be the schoolboy outfit? Bow tie, maybe? Never having been a schoolboy, I don't know. My brain is going back to, like, Catholic school, and it's remembering the outfits, and I seem to remember a lot of khaki pants. You'll see your cute little backpacks with unicorns or Hello Kitty or whatever on it, and some pasties and sippy cups. All of which drive Rara crazy. A little bit. But I'm not judging much. No, I'm kidding. I'm really not judging. Everybody gets to have whatever kink they want. No, she doesn't judge other people. She judges me. Let's make that right there. Totally true. I cannot even begin to argue with that one. <laughs> so there is some sexual play to it, which may take place during the role play. But again, that's not the entirety of it. My little does not have sex with daddy. She plays with daddy's penis. As, as almost a chew toy. Poor daddy. What do you call the penis? The, the vinky. That's right. <laughs> I've also been known to grab it and make it spin around and go, Dizzy Pizzy, oh. help me. <laughs> if I was really super sadistic, which I am, maybe I'll just have to put pictures of blood all around here when she gets into these modes. I don't like you. Yeah, I know. It's the little episode. Let me little. I know. That's why I don't have the blood pictures around me. We could also have bondage during this CGL, impact even. Just because somebody is involved in CGL doesn't mean that they might not also be a sadist or a masochist. And so any of that can be a part of the play. In 
Dara's case, Electro can be part of the playtime as well. I don't think we actually have incorporated Electro into Little Play before. Have we? But do you get Littles? Oh, yeah. No, we get lots of Littles that come and like to do Electro Play. I'm just not necessarily... Nope, that's not true. Definitely got one that Littles while I'm doing Electro Play. It's the same... It's the one that I was talking about in a previous episode where she'll sing and she brats out on me. So I do stuff to her and then she like shrieks and I get a little more sadistic and she's being a little bratty and she goes, I saw we... Anyway, there's a whole lot of kinks that are incorporated with this form of BDSM. You don't have to do all of it. You don't even have to do any of it to enjoy CGL, though. The great thing is you decide what elements are important to you and create your own relationship so you enjoy fully whatever you want. Now, here is one of the biggest myths about this dynamic. CGL has nothing, I repeat, nothing to do with incest or pedophilia. It is play between consenting adults. No, like I can't even begin to express how upsetting this is to me. Even knowing full well that that was my idea of it when I first started. I thought that it was incest play. But what it turns out is daddy, as I call my husband, is a title. It is similar to sir, mistress, master, madam, princess. It is simply a title. My second DS relationship was not CGL, and I still called him daddy. Again, it's whatever your preference is. I think I said before something about one point I was called domina. It's just terminology. Another thing to remember, those of us who identify as littles and middles, we know we're adults. We don't forget we're adults. We have no intention of setting the adult part aside permanently. It's simply in that moment, that's not the side of our personality that's coming out. And if in the middle of being little, something happens and the adult side is needed, you know what? We become adults. In an instant. I have no problem like switching that quickly. So let's further define this category of littles and middles. Littles take on the role of a childlike, sweet child, regressing age personality. The ages can vary from a baby who's wearing a diaper to a young teenager. So for the most part, littles is the umbrella category, but it goes down into babies who identify about age zero to two. Yeah, basically anybody who is still in diapers, still needs a bottle, uh, breastfeeding is part of that. And they call themselves ABDL, which is adult baby diaper lover. Now, again, not everybody who is in this category will refer to themselves as ABDL. They might just have the breastfeeding fetish. They're not necessarily in diapers. Littles, though, it's a huge category. It's actually, I think, the biggest one because it's somewhere around you know, 3 to 12-ish. And even within that, you've got the toddlers, which is approximately where I am. I say my little range is between 3 and 6. I'm old enough to be potty trained, but I'm not old enough to cross the street by myself. And then there's the Older. child age ones who do, you know, coloring and backpacks and put their hair in pigtails. And they're old enough to go to a friend's house and play. Now, I identify as a middle. Middles are about 12 to 17. They're the teenagers. We have all the teenage attitude in the world. Well, you have that as an adult anyway, so. I'm not so sure that I just always had a middle and didn't know it. I mean, I identified about 15 to 16 years of age as my middle. 
Now, the funny thing is, is long before I ever knew about this lovely BDSM world, my family used to tease me that I had a teenage girl living inside my middle-aged woman's body. Okay, so that's actually one of the biggest things is a lot of us are this way our entire lives up through adulthood and have no idea that there's even a term for it. That's exactly what happened to me. And back when I first joined the lifestyle, I identified as a baby girl. I assumed, because I didn't know a lot, I assumed I was a little. And then one day when I heard the definition of middles, it was like the light bulb went off. I went, aha, that's me. I'm yeah. not a little, I'm a middle. Whereas me, on the other hand, was told, hey, you're a little. And I went, the fuck is a little? I am not. Wait, what is that? <laughs> and they were like, do you enjoy stickers and young Disney movies and My Little Ponies and giving octopus hugs and stuffies and coloring? Okay, I'm sorry. What's an octopus hug? Oh, that is when you um, take a running leap and jump on somebody with arms and legs. Is it? Yeah. I mean, I've always done that, but. That's because I'm physically little, so I can. I'm not physically little. I'm like do it anyway. <laughs> an Amazon, and I will still, like, Daddy could be laying in bed, and I'll take a running leap into bed and attack him and just wrap everything around him. We have one friend of ours who, it's it's our thing. Whenever we see each other, he picks me up, and yeah. I just wrap my arms and legs around him and give him a big old hug, and I love it. Yeah, you, that may be an octopus hug. Okay. So. I do octopus hugs. I think I've heard it as... um. Like there's a full bear hug too. You can also call it that. But I just always refer to it as an octopus because it's like everything is like suction cupped to the other person. Littles tend to be submissive. They take on the role of the silly bratty child who likes to cuddle or play with toys. They like to follow the rules. Or for some of us, break them. Be punished and so on. I don't like being punished. Thank you very much. Now as a middle, I like to, as I joke, I'm into boys and makeup. And boys, and music, <laughs> and boys, and clothes, <laughs> and boys, and coloring, and boys. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that part. <laughs> Could you narrow that down just a little bit? Yeah, I'm into boys. Okay. Littles don't have to be submissive, though. Littles can totally be in charge if that is the dynamic the little and their caregiver have agreed to. Just like me and daddy, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. So littles can be male or female, young or old. They're found in all walks of life. You may see somebody jogging on your way to work wearing pigtails. Ooh, actually, there was a person, a contestant in a cooking show that we were watching that did this like wiggly thing all the time. And I was like, oh my God, that guy's a little. You might find people with stuffed animals. Stuffies amongst adults, very common. You don't know. Do they want the stuffy or are they a little? You can have just about any job. You can be a bank teller or a police officer or the CEO of a company. You never know. You might find them watching cartoons. My little ponies, my little ponies. That's my favorite. I'm so sorry. I love it. Twilight Sparkle is the best. Okay, well, I like anything that's going to sparkle. Okay, you would like Pinkie Pie. She is so you. Okay. Have you not watched it? Uh, it was after my time. Okay, but seriously, you are Pinkie Pie. Back me up on this, people, who are also My Little Pony fans. Rara is Pinkie Pie. Now, again, because you're a little, that's what you watch. I'm a middle. So I'm watching High School Musical 1, 2, and 3. Nope. Teen Beach Movie 1 and 2. Lemonade Mouth. 
Oh my God, that's the one you forced me to watch. <gasps> it's so good. I can't stand oh stuff like that. It's got great soundtrack. It's got music you can sing and dance to. It left a sour taste in my mouth. Damn, with the dad, dad jokes. jokes. He's really good at that. That's actually how he picked me up. He did win you with a dad joke. I remember. Mm-hmm. Should we tell it? Go ahead. Yeah. You want me to? <sighs> All right. Yeah, I'm the worst because I fell for this one. He said, why does Snoop Dogg carry an umbrella? Why? Faux drizzle. Yeah. Okay. Nah, you know. It was funny. Sarcastic teenager here. Not a big fan of the dad jokes. I think they're funny. And that's why you are a little. No, that just means I have a good sense of humor. <sighs> Not even responding to that. <laughs> I might be causing her middle to come out. Might? Yeah. Now, the one thing that we do all have in common is that we give control to our caregiver. And we trust that the caregiver is going to do what's best for us. CGLG play does not need to be sexual. We have said this before. It does not need to include sex. Often it does create a little extra excitement and arousal, which leads to a bit more passionate sex. It can do that, but it's not an inherent part of the dynamic. Our age play also has times that we do it and times that we don't. So sometimes we'll be our usual normal self, but then sometimes we'll be in what we call little space which is when our littles or middles come out to play. I can slip into that at any point. There is no, I need to be in little space right now. I just pop in and out of littles mode at the drop of a hat. Anything could trigger it. She can pop in and out in the middle of a sentence. Some of the sentences in little mode and some of the sentences in adult mode. Yeah, I can see that. So Dara, what got you into caregiver little dynamic? What does it do for you? Mostly it gets me out of my micromanaging headspace. Like I said, sometimes I just get really sick and tired of being in control all the time. And I just want to be out of that headspace and into something a little lighter, a little easier, a part of my life that I don't have to regiment as much as I do the rest of my life. Frankly, it's not as organized either. I get to be messy when I'm little. I get to be whatever the hell I want. You know, daddy tells me to do something like, for example, the biggest one is I love to cook. I actually do enjoy the chopping. I actually do enjoy the preparation of it. I love to cook. I love daddy's reactions to what I cook. I did something different with the rice yesterday and he was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I love it. I love the reaction. I don't want to make the decision of what to cook. So one decision too many. It's it's too much. So I'll come home and if we haven't like already pre-prepped meal planned and done all that, I say, all right, um, what do you want for dinner? And he'll choose. And that's what I make. I will make suggestions. But ultimately, I think the choice is usually daddy's. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, it's usually come to me asking for what you want for dinner and stuff like that. So one of the other things that I do and that I actually put into the dynamic was I want him to choose my panties in the morning. This is something that uh, Dara asks me to do every day, pretty much. And it, at first, I wasn't. It was it was different, but now you know, doing it, she you know expects me to do it every day, and it's you know just something that's part of my routine and a part of my, I guess you could call it chores as, as being a daddy. So, um, and there are some days where I do forget, and she'll remind me, and then I'll have to basically give her a color if I'm not there, if I have a, if I've already left for work or something. So, but yeah, I lo- I like doing it, and then the days I do remember, I'll choose the panties. And I'll just leave it on the uh, the doors going into the closet, so she has to pick up the panties. <laughs> and on the days when I'm uh, when she's awake and I'm still there, I'll even put the panties in her mouth 
Then I'll say, good girl. After I put them in her mouth. And sometimes with the panties in my mouth, he'll lean over and kiss me. So I don't know. The whole thing is just super hot. Good. This week's episode is sponsored by an incredibly talented photographer, Jay Yi. Jay offers a wide variety of vanilla photo shoots such as headshots, conventions, weddings, family photos, dating profile photos, proposals, and more. Rara and I have known Jay for years, and when his clients have given permission, we've been able to see some of his photos. And wow, we are amazed at how he is able to capture a moment in time that shows the joy and beauty of the people in the photo. I remember seeing some maternity shots that he did, and the mother was glowing. I can only imagine how it will feel to look back on those photos years from now and remember the excitement she felt that was so clearly captured in the photos. But what's so cool about Jay is he is a kinkster himself, so he also offers amazing kink photos. He can do solo shoots, such as boudoir photos, or couple shoots, like a collaring ceremony. Maybe you want professional shots of your scenes, like rope suspension. If you have an idea, Jay can probably make it happen. He works throughout the Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. areas, but he's also willing to travel to some parts of West Virginia. You can reach out to Jay to discuss your photo needs either through his website at www.jyphoto.com, that's J-Y-I-P-H-O-T-O.com, or even through FetLife. His handle is ISO800, and if you visit his website, which we will list in the show notes, you can see some of his beautiful work. So if you need someone to help you capture those once-in-a-lifetime moments, check out jyephoto.com. So what about you? Why did you get into it? Well, for me, it was a little bit different. I was going through some health issues, and I needed somebody to take care of me. I needed somebody to take over because I was not in a position at that time to take over. And my first DDLG, CGL relationship was with Voldemort. And what appealed to me about it was this idea that somebody would finally take care of me because I was so busy taking care of everybody else, I wasn't taking good care of myself. And somebody to help me make decisions and just make sure that everything was okay. One of the problems with a CGL relationship is that it is really intense. When you've got somebody who's your caregiver, somebody who is taking care of you, you have such a sense of betrayal when it ends in a negative way. And that's what happened with that dynamic. It ended badly and I felt so horribly betrayed. So it kind of turned me off of the dynamic for a while. I was afraid to trust anybody again. Then with my third dom, he was really anti-CGL. So I kind of put my middle aside and I didn't get into it with him. But within about the last year or so, all the reasons I wanted to do a CGL relationship coming back, I really want that again and to have somebody who is taking care of me so that I am able to take care of others. Let's talk about what exactly little space is. We've touched on it, but we haven't really gone into like the real definition, the nitty gritty of it. Little space is a term used to describe the headspace or like the frame of mind an age regressor gets. It allows them to feel more youthful, more childlike, or little. It's basically just a mood that we create when we're acting and exploring the little side. So when you hear Dar talking in that special little speak, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's her little space. Which, again, I can slip into at any time. She chooses to be in it quite often. Only when you're around. 
she is much different when it's just the two of us. I don't bring out that side of her like you do. You do. It's just you bring out the brat that wants to torture you. And then your middle comes out and does torture me back. So we, we play on that a lot. With daddy, it's an extremely different little side. That's true. We, we act more like two sisters. Oh, yeah. And I am the older sister and she is the annoying younger bratty sister. I am way younger than she is. Yeah, just stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like kicking you under the table just know, to prove my point. But, but because because I'm so short, I'm sitting crisscross applesauce and my legs don't dangle off the chair and you couldn't reach <laughs> Wait, I did. <laughs> you forget how much taller I am than you. My leg span is so much longer than yeah. yours. But yeah, I do. That's sort of part of my middle space is you can't help as even when you're an adult, if you're sitting someplace crisscross applesauce, you just sort of naturally regress into <laughs> that middle mindset. One of the things that sets me into little space, well, first of all, daddy just smiling at me does it a lot of the time. Don't, oh, I'm not on, looking. Look, look, I no. want to test this. I'm not looking right now. <laughs> yes, I looked. Shit. <laughs> He's really cute. I get <laughs> flustered, okay? <laughs> anyway, point is, he'll do stuff like, don't put my snoot. Like that. <laughs> that might have done it. He you did, think? He did that on purpose. You think? that's that's been a ritual since pretty much what like probably within the first few months of us getting together oh do it again do it again don't do it again don't don't put my snoot see now there's the difference somebody tried to do that to me you would bite them i would hurt them it only works with him if he if he boosts my snoot i noticed him also patting the top of your head yeah Oh my God, I would kill the person who pats the top of my head. Well, that's because you have a thing with your hair. And at the moment, I don't give a shit. First of all, fuck with my hair. (laughs) That's not working. (laughs) But second of all, I think it also comes from when you're short. People tend to do that because they think it's funny. And I'm not amused. I know exactly what I'm going to do to you to piss you off next time. You fuck with my hair. (laughs) And there will be blood. There will be no more podcasts after I'm done patting her <laughs> on the head because I will be dead. There will be blood. <laughs> I do not consent to blood. I don't care. You, I did not consent to you patting the top of my head. Okay. I will not do. <laughs> All right. So anyway, what I was actually going to talk about before daddy so rudely booped my snoot was... was <laughs> Shut up. I can't help it. He pooped your snoot. He did. He pooped my snoot. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm so sorry for you, those listening to this episode who have no idea what Dart is really like. They know. They know what I'm like. Well, now they really just, know. See, yeah, now they you really guys do. all thought I was the one that was not right. I hope you'll change your mind after this episode. Excuse me. I'm offended by that. Are you calling my little space not right? I'm just saying, if that's what people decide after listening to this episode, that's cool. They'll still love me. Didn't say they wouldn't love you. (laughs) Anyway, my point is, (laughs) I'm not allowed to cross the street by myself. And even if I'm like in full blown adult mode, we're getting ready to walk into a store. He'll hold me back at the car and say, uh, 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 littles do not cross the street by themselves. You need to hold daddy's hand. And I'm like, I don't want to. And he goes, no, you have to. I'm like, fine, I hold daddy's hand. What other kind of rules do you guys have? Oh, cripes. 
So some of the other rules that we have is at dinner time, I had to get a bib for my little here because she's quite the messy eater. No, I'm not. Oh, let's be serious here, dear. No, I'm not because it's only because my boobs are really, really big and stuff falls down. The size of your tits has nothing to do with whether you're a messy eater or not. (laughs) You will continue to wear the bib. Well, at least it's a cute bib. I also have to wear an apron while I'm cooking, and if I don't, he comes and puts it on me because, again, I keep getting stuff on me. Looks pretty cute wearing it, too. So another one we have is when Dara had a cat before, I would actually have her use a lint roller to get all the fur off and to brush the cat to make sure to keep the hair down twice a day. And then I would actually, you know, when she would come up for bed, this may sound a little weird, but I would actually just, you know, make sure she got all the hair off. And then if there's any spots, I would grab the lint roller and um, just say, hey, you missed a spot. He would basically lint roll me. Sometimes I took some liberties, but uh, it was fun. That wasn't sometimes. That was pretty much every single time you would squeeze something while you were lint rolling. And is that a complaint? None at all. (laughs) Rara, what kind of rules did you have? Well, my first rule was always bedtime because otherwise I would stay up into the wee hours of the night. So I had a bedtime. Do I have a bedtime like that you assigned? Not yet, but that's a good idea. Shit. Glad I could help. (laughs) <laughs> I put myself to bed. Thank you. I Nine o'clock rolls around and I'm just like, I'm tired, daddy. That's not putting yourself to bed. Okay, well, I just thought of another rule, but it's my rule for him. Yeah. He has to tuck me in every single night. Aww. Okay, back to Rob's rules. Bedtime and? And I had to floss every day because I had to take good care of myself. I had rules about my clothes. Okay, so how is that different than the panty thing? Because for me, it was not about connecting. It was about trying to change. I had been wearing pretty much big baggy clothes with no colors, all in black to try to hide my body. And daddy wanted me to celebrate my body and show it off. So he picked my clothes. They were more form-fitting. They were bright and colorful. And it was a whole different thing. And even though he and I ended long ago, that lesson has stuck. Is it like basically he made you the rah-rah you are today? He uncovered it. She was there. (laughs) She was there, but he uncovered it. Uh, Now, what are some of the things that you surround yourself with that sort of identify you as a little? Like, We both have stuffies. For sure. Ooh, that's one difference that uh, I think we figured out at one point between Rara's middle and my little. She only has a few stuffies that she gives names to, and those are her very, very special friends. Those are the ones who get to sleep in the bed with me. Mine don't sleep in bed with me unless I'm sick or super upset, but every single one of my stuffies has a name. And do you play with them? Not unless there's other littles around, no. Um, I don't think I play with them on my own unless I'm fighting the dog for one of my stuffies and get it back. But that's not really playing. That's me saving their life. But to me, they have a personality and they are content to just chill on their own without me because most of the time if I'm in play mode, it's when other littles are with me. And in that case, I'll bring the stuffies down and they'll sit with us and watch movies. But I don't think I play with them when it's just me. And I don't treat my stuffies as like their own personalities that would need to come sit on the sofa and watch TV with me. They're just something for me to hold on to and squeeze. They're not objects, Rara. Sorry. Have you ever seen Toy Story? Uh, many times. (laughs) 
many, many times. Another thing that I have is I actually have music that gets me in the right frame of mind. So I have my, I actually call it middle playlist. And it's all the songs from, you know, the Disney original made for TV movies like High School Musical and Camp Raw. So now we've talked about what makes the little and the middle tick. Are you ready, Daddy J, to be put on the spotlight? I'm just going to turn the mic completely over to him now and let Rara grill him. What about the caregiver? What makes you tick? Why do you like this dynamic? I really didn't know I was uh, into it until I met Dara. So, I mean, before that point, I was always really very giving and I like to take care of people and, um, you know, just to see the expression on their faces when you, you know, make something for them or do a service for them. And then meeting Dara, I, you know, and then discovering that she was a little, it kind of really fed into that because, you know, she does acts of service and I like doing acts of service. I think that's really what it boils down to is... That's your love language, acts of service? It's my love language is acts of service. So, and then her being a little, I think, is just making that more pronounced. Well, one of the things Dara's mentioned in other episodes is that when you've had a bad day, that's when daddy really comes out and you want to take care of her and spoil her. Yeah, there there are some days I'll come home stressed from work and stuff, and then it just helps me to focus on her and, you know, keeps me um, not thinking about the day I just had and kind of helps me decompress in a way. So it's a great responsibility being a caregiver because you have to walk this fine line between being firm but also indulging your little. You have to know that it takes time and patience and getting to know one another on a deep level of when to be either the firm caregiver or the indulgent caregiver. Now, a dominant gives their submissive structure through the power exchange and the caregiver little dynamic is very similar, but it just puts more emphasis on the caregiver role. So for example, what are some of the things that you do, Daddy J, to take care of Dara? So on days that she's stressed and whatnot, I will go and draw a bath for her and I'll put a bath bomb in it and I'll say, okay, princess, come on in and I'll uh, give her massages and stuff like that. So and scratch her head, rub her head really and, you know, to the point where she's closing her eyes and, you know, just kind of almost purring. And I kind of, you know, um, along with the massage, I do that to kind of distress her as well. One of the biggest things is at night, pretty much every night, if it's colder out, I'll give her what she's called, um, or we call now toasty feeties. And what that is, is I'll take a heating blanket and basically put it at the foot of the bed, turn it on. And so when, when she hops into the bed, it's already warm and then her feet or she instantly goes to sleep. Okay. And will you tell our listeners too about the cold nose routine? Because I got to witness what happens when Dara has a cold nose. Well, the term you're looking for is snoot, not nose. Oh, I'm so sorry. So... What'll happen is like if she's outside, you know, um, taking a dog or something, so come back in, her hands and nose are cold. And I'll say, all right, I need to do a, a snoot check. And then I'll basically say, okay, put your snoot in the snoot. Re- this sounds so weird. <laughs> snoot in the snoot receptacle. And then I will warm it up. You got to tell them where the snoot receptacle actually is, though. Oh, yeah. The, it's, the snoot receptacle is actually my ear, if you were wondering. And it was quite the interesting picture that I got to see as she stuck her cold nose in his ear to warm it up. It's actually kind of automatic now. I don't even think about it. Like, I didn't even think that you were even near me. And he stopped it. my face right now and I'm talking. <laughs> and my nose is not cold. I mean, snoot. My oh, snoot. oh, <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I got to point out the very first time he did that whole heating pad under the blanket thing to warm it up. He, he actually said, you now have the heart of Toasty Feeties. And I, <laughs> I lost my shit. For those who don't know, that's from Moana. Moana? <laughs> really? You can't even. T- okay, we'll cut that out and we'll try it again. That is from Moana. How do you say it? It's Moana. Moana. You said Moana. <laughs> I'm not cutting any of that. As long as you keep the other stuff in. Which about, part? That I think it was the last episode with you messing shit up. Nah, I have control. I can do what I want. She's our editing dom. <laughs> God, the two of you, yes. We might do Disney quotes a lot. Yeah. He reads me stories from like Disney storybooks and stuff to tuck me in too. You have a whole bedtime routine? Well, the stories isn't every day because if we did that, we'd run out of like Disney storybooks. So, but yeah, he has to, we do a snuggle and he tucks me in after I get toasty feeties, obviously. (laughs) And um, we just mostly just giggle a lot. I do that regardless, but he just makes me laugh until I almost choke. And then that that's what you need? Before no, you he just sleep? thinks it's funny. Yes, I get it. So do I. God, you two when together. When she starts threatening that she's going to pee in her pants soon, that's when I need to talk about my aftercare salami some more. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the both of you think that's super funny to, like, make me choke on spit and die while laughing. Well, so yeah. Okay. Got to keep Chucks in bed. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> both brats. <laughs> So one more thing that he does every once in a while for, well, okay, let's see. We've got the toasty feety bed part. We've got the making me laugh and, you know, making me feel all snuggled up in. And then he'll do this thing where I'm laying in bed and he'll take his hands and do this tuck, 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 all the way from my neck down to my feet and back. He usually gets a little squeeze in there while he's at it. Okay. But I feel like I'm completely mummified by the time this is over and then I usually wiggle out of it. Well, if you're going to tuck somebody in, you got to do it right, damn it. Just wiggles right out. Now, there are some fundamental characteristics of a good caregiver that most seem to have. For example, they are their little's number one fan. Caregiver usually believes in their little more than they do themselves and often uses wisdom to help the little see just how wonderful they really are. I wouldn't call it wisdom. No? No. Oh, what would you call it? Just being supportive. Okay. I'm not going to call anybody wise because that makes me think of this little old man who's like a librarian or something or an owl. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would agree with the whole the caregiver is usually the number one fan. They're very, very extra supportive. Their eyes light up when their little enters the room. They're the first ones to offer their little compliments and tell them how wonderful they are. They know they're not perfect. The little's not perfect, but they love them anyway. Flaws and all. The caregiver knows all the little's flaws because the caregiver is also the ultimate confidant. It allows the little to bear their soul to the caregiver beyond anybody else, even a best friend. Usually, your caregiver is your best friend. Oh my God, that's what daddy says all the time. Daddy is a wise man. (laughs) No, he's not. (laughs) No, he actually does refer to me as his best friend all the time. And it's super sweet. And I may blush like a lot when he says it, which I'm pretty sure is part of why he says it. That's right, best friend. You've got a friend in me. (laughs) You've got a friend in me. (laughs) You want to know if I'd watch Toy Story, bitch. I mean, never mind. (laughs) Not even going to touch that one. 
doesn't mean that the little doesn't have other friends, especially other little friends and non-little friends. But the caregiver is the ultimate umbrella confidant. So the one who you go to bitch to when your friends are driving you crazy. Like you? Well, you just usually bitch to my face, but I'm sure you also bitch to him. Actually, I don't think I've bitched about Rara. Yes, I have. I'm sure you have. With the graphics. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, Rara, that stupid bitch will not let me go to bed. She's making me do this graphic again and again and again. I quit. And honestly, I can't even argue because that's exactly what happened. (laughs) I was like, screw this bitch. Caregiver is also your protector against real or perceived threats, dangers, and bad people. So, for example, I have no doubt that Daddy J takes care of all the spiders in the house. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, and wasps. If those get in the house, <sighs> he doesn't just smack them, though. The man gets out the vacuum cleaner, sucks it up into the vacuum cleaner. I love it. That's great. I've killed roaches that way. Ew. And then, oh my God, this one time he scooped up this wasp in the, or sucked up this wasp into the vacuum cleaner hose. And then we left it in there to die, just sitting there and we could see it it for coming into your house. Exactly. Invasive little shit. So anyway, he came in and we sucked it up into the vacuum cleaner and it was just sitting there. And then maybe an hour or two later, I picked up my blanket off the floor because daddy told me to. And there was another one. So I was like, oh my God. God, it escaped! How did it escape from the vacuum cleaner? I thought you said it was, it was the second one. What the hell? It was a second one. Whoops. So he had to get the vacuum cleaner out again and give the first little guy a friend. I hate those things. You've got a friend in me. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that if there's ever a person who fucks with me, it ain't gonna be pretty. Because even before we were married, when we weren't even hardly dating... You got really up in arms about the last person I was with who got angry with me for having an extended date the first time I met this joker over here. Mm -hmm. And he was like, he's doing what now? Is that how he treats you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm breaking up with him. Sometimes the little just needs to curl up in their caregiver's arms and know that they are safe and protected. Oh, God, he's patting her head again. She loves it. I'd be hitting him. Just a warning. Don't pat my head. Oh, God. Now. Okay, I'll give you the play-by-play. He stuck his hand out. She is chewing on his hand. (laughs) Somebody feed this poor girl so she stops eating him. It's like his hand is basically another pacifier. And I I nom it. Also, his belly. I will nom his belly. I've seen it. She does. It's nice. As long as he doesn't mind. No, he likes it. Do you like it, Daddy J? Of course I do. I love every second of it. Except when I start licking him and it tickles. <laughs> a caregiver can also be a teacher or a mentor kind of personality. And it shows the little new things that come from a longer and possibly wider set of experiences. They can, they like to take their little places they have never before been feed them foods they have never eaten, do activities they have never enjoyed before, get them out of their bubble. I just want you guys to know you can't see this, but as Dar is saying all this, Daddy J is over to the side, just nodding his head yes. Except for the fact that I'm the one that usually drags you to new restaurants. Isn't that right, Daddy Face? Uh-oh, trouble in paradise. Daddy who? Daddy Potato Face. <laughs> Daddy Potato Face? You know what else I've called him? I'm afraid to ask. On the days that he forgets to pick my panties. Yes. I text him and I say, daddy forgetty face. Daddy forgetty face. 
Yeah. yeah. He, he forgets. I can't do this episode without going into little space <laughs> constantly. You, you need to. It's okay. We anticipated this. <laughs> uh, a caregiver is never so happy as when they can look their little in the eyes and know that they have given them something they have never had before. Aw, I'm going to puke. Oh, God. <laughs> I might have done that on purpose. I know. We just sat here and lovingly gazed into each other's eyes. eyes. Rafa's going to puke by I'm the time this is over. <laughs> God, you know what? I would barf whether I was a middle or not, but as a middle, I'm going to barf harder. I mean, what does that involve exactly? Like projectile vomit? Because I'm going to duck. All over the two of you. Ew. Go away, red. (laughs) (laughs) A caregiver wants to be the little's guide and advisor. As the little makes their way in the world, a caregiver is there to answer questions, calm fears, make insecurities go away, and give advice. The caregiver was responsible for chasing the monster out of the closet. Are we talking about general or your caregiver? So if you use it as a bit of a euphemism, chasing all the monsters away. Yeah. The monsters under the bed. Those are the ones you have to watch out for. Well, for that, you just get glitter spray and uh, spray it into a Febreze bottle. And then you get really nice scent and glitter sprayed under the bed and it scares away the monsters. Well, duh. As long as it's pink glitter for you, right? Glitter scares pretty much everybody. (laughs) Glitter glitter scares adult me, so (laughs) probably not the best idea. A caregiver can be an anchor point. They are an unyielding, unmovable anchor in the storm. Basically, no matter what happens in the little's life, they know that the caregiver will be right there being their lovely caregiver self. And they always have been. The little can hold on to that even if they're blinded by their own tears. Mm -hmm. The caregiver knows that the storm will pass and their littles will be safe. Now, a caregiver is also the disciplinarian. When their little is acting badly, they will be disciplined or punished for breaking the rules. Nope, that's not the fun part. Don't like it. Nope, no punish. Well, it's not about being fun. It's about caring for your little. Because sometimes they need to be reined in. I know for me, when life gets way out of control is when I will act out. So having a caregiver discipline and pull me back in to stable boundaries is actually the best thing for me. I don't think like when I act out, it's because I'm stressed about something. So instead of being punished for like throwing a tantrum, essentially, and yelling, all he really does is pull me in, give me a big hug. And sometimes there's a coffee involved but i don't remember the last time i really got punished punished for having a tantrum because it's more like he needs to calm me down first Mm -hmm. and by the time that happens i we're just ready to talk when you are having your tantrum are you disrespectful and rude to him not really okay then i wouldn't offer a punishment either but if you become rude or disrespectful within your dynamic that usually results in a punishment does that mean that if i'm calling him daddy potato head is that rude and disrespectful? Uh, that's only for him to decide if, if he decides that's rude and disrespectful. I'm still deciding. <laughs> See, this is where the negotiations and where the different relationships comes into play. Because one caregiver might take that as being rude and disrespectful. And another caregiver might think, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, I kind of have a feeling he's on the it's so on the cute, cute side. side. Yeah, <laughs> That's because I'm adorable. Mm-hmm. But you also want to use the punishment so that the little doesn't start to manipulate their caregiver. What? Oh, again, Daddy J shaking his head. What? I don't do anything like that. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm not manipulative. 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 (laughs) 
<laughs> I sort of regressed there. <laughs> Got even harder to say. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I'll use it to my advantage and just be as adorable as I possibly can to get something. Yeah. Now, obviously, Dara and I and Daddy J love this dynamic. We understand it. We get it. And we enjoy it. Unfortunately, there is a large amount of stigma associated with CGL. And I actually, in my research, ran into this lovely little gem. And I'm going to exactly quote what this person wrote. Recently, there's been a kink that has become widely known as DDLG. This abomination, which stands for Daddy Dom Little Girl, is essentially pedophilia light and is super uncomfortable, abusive, and wildly problematic. Yes, I'm kink shaming. No, I don't care. I don't need to be part of this specific community to speak about it, especially since these people have no problem going out in public as adults in children's clothing or going to the park and playing like children around other children. It is absolutely deplorable that they subject outsiders to their kink without their consent. So why should outsiders not be allowed to have an opinion on it? You want to know my opinion on that? Yeah. Fuck that. Oh my God. Bitch. Yes, you need to be a part of the community in order to comment on it. First of all. Second of all, you don't know what the fuck you're even talking about. Because as a little who goes out in public as a little and does all this stuff with other littles, I cannot tell you the number of times that we have had zero problems with other people knowing exactly what we are with other children around with actual children around and them going oh okay never once have we had a problem or a complaint about anything if we're out in public we have gone mini golfing we have gone bowling we have gone to restaurants we have gone to movie theaters in unicorn backpacks in pigtails in cute little skirts and outfits holding daddy's hands not once have we had an issue so fuck you bitch how do you really feel, Dar? Don't hold back on us. My hair just came out of its ponytail. I was like whipping my head around. I was like, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Like, seriously, you actually do need to be a part of the community in order to comment on it. We all have opinions. That's true. But until you have walked in our shoes, until you experience what we experience, until you fully comprehend what it is like, you don't get to comment. Do you feel better now that you got that out? No, I'm still pissed. <laughs> and I understand it. It's so frustrating. Even within our community, there's still the stigma. I have a good friend who has been in this lifestyle for many, many, many years. And to me, he gives off huge daddy vibes, huge daddy vibes. But he isn't too crazy about the idea of being a daddy. Because for him, he's got it in his mind, these babies in the diapers and the bottles and the pacifiers, because that's what he used to see. He has this vision of pretending that that's all just pretending. Now, as a dom in his everyday life with his sub, he is extremely caring and nurturing. And one of the things that brought us super close is when I was dealing with a situation, he reached out to me to offer me support and nurturing and kindness and generosity. And it's a lot of the reasons why I got that daddy vibe from him. But even for him, I've had to do a lot of education and explain to him that not all of us who are in the CGL lifestyle are even one littles, let alone babies in diapers, that many of us, we're not playing, we're not acting. This is just a part of our personality. It's part of who we are. 
And, and sometimes we don't have a choice of whether or not it comes out or not. Like mine comes out on accident. No, I, there's been many, I wish for me, I could make it happen. I mean, there's things that I can try to do that might help move it along and bring out that part. Like if I put on my middle playlist and start singing, most of the time that will get me going. But really what happens is just the opposite. I will do something or say something and go, oh, that was my middle. I don't even do it on purpose. It just happens. Well, I mean, and again, we, we've pointed out before that we can cause each other's middle or little t- side to come out and, and be showcased. And again, it's not a separate personality. It's not a completely different person. It's just an aspect of our personalities that comes out. And for both of us, actually, I think it makes us better at our professions. We are able to connect better and be more creative and use our imaginations more and be more flexible because we have those sides to our personalities, those facets. And we're not afraid to show it. I mean, I am at a point in life where this is who and what I am, take it or leave it. And some people have left it. And you know what? That's on them. I've had that experience too. So I guess in conclusion about the CGL lifestyle is, again, let's repeat, this is not incest, folks, and this is not pedophilia. There is nothing remotely about either one of those in this dynamic. You have heard me and daddy today. I am a full grown adult. I'm a 30 something year old woman. And this is what's happening in my daily life. And just a final reminder, don't forget about our wonderful affiliate SD Leather on Etsy. Please visit their shop. Use the code PINKKINK and get 10% off of your purchase. Thank you for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it will be shared in a future episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife at the handle Pink Kink Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.